Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. For this episode, we have Regina Hopkins on the line. She is a fellow coach at Introvert Unbound, and we're going to be talking about some stuff. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some relevant relevant things that are happening right now in our world. I'm sure you've heard of COVID-19, unless you have been in the Moab desert on a 12-day silent meditation retreat and just have returned from isolation to hear about this. So, um, yeah, so we're talking today about the struggles of extroverts right now at this time. And um, how introverts are probably doing A-OK. Yeah. So instead of just focusing on doom and gloom and all sorts of useless stuff like that, what is the best way to deal with this situation in terms of, you know, if you're an introvert, you're probably already more like, oh, well, this isn't that different. You probably, yeah, you probably didn't even have any adjustment <laughs> period if if anything at all. Um, so I right now am uh, struggling a bit because I have adapted my lifestyle to be far, far, far more of an extroverted, what you would be a stereotypical extroverted lifestyle. So I go out socializing a lot and, um, and try to maintain contact when see people in person, my job is as a counselor, I see people in person. All of that has changed drastically for me since last Thursday. So, and that would be what, what date would that be? I'm just want to give people a date just because this is historical. So uh, that would be last um, Thursday, March 12th things. My whole life kind of shifted pretty drastically. So since then I have been quarantining myself, haven't seen anybody. I haven't been to the gym. I haven't, uh, that was my normal everyday thing. I haven't gone out dancing, which I absolutely like love. That's my other passion and hobby. And so I have been instead now doing totally flip change telehealth appointments no gym go for two hour walks outside or however long I can stand it just walking and um and have instead substituted far more phone calls with people and my dating life has almost come to a standstill minus I am actually talking more to people uh, from dating apps and things like that and doing more phone calls. I'm doing so many more calls with people. Uh, that's how my life has shifted over the past week pretty drastically. And I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say too. So I would love to hear some comments if you can kind of briefly give us an update what you've been experiencing change-wise. If anything, some people are like, noticing, wow, my life has had zero impact, basically. So that's a good sign that you are a natural introvert. 
That's correct. And I'm somebody who has always considered himself an extreme introvert. At the same time, I have, similar to Regina, adapted my lifestyle where I have been extremely social. I'm typically doing things out and about at least five days a week socially. That I have been putting on hold. And frankly, I've been putting it on hold for longer than most people because I actually write on the topic of disease and things like that. And so I have actually been limiting my interactions with the world back in January because I was following things in China. And I was realizing, yeah, this is probably where it's going to go. So whereas you all might have been in the house for the last, Regina, like last week, for me, this has been um, two months. <laughs> and I'm oh not my God. barricading I'd myself. I'm bonkers up. already. I'm going to be bonkers by the end of this. Well, that's the thing. And that's why we want to have this talk is for those who might be struggling, who are listening, or there are folks who you might know in your life who are struggling, you can send them yes. this along. And, you know, I'll try to provide some stuff that I've been doing and see if that's helpful. And we can also, Regina and I can talk about some other things. Mm. And, yeah, yeah. And our platform of listeners, you guys are the perfect people right now to be helping the world with this because you guys already know what you guys have effectively adapted to a lifestyle of isolation. So. <laughs> Hopefully not entirely in isolation, which is what we, so we've been discouraging, help, but yes. You can help us help the rest of the world right now get through this with how do you do it? How, I mean, and it probably comes very natural to you. So you're like, how do I do it? What do you mean? This is just me. So right. for the rest of us who are having to revert back to some more uh, isolation practices right now, other, whether or not it's our choice, um, tell us what you do to stay busy and how you don't feel bothered by this. Because for me, I am feeling a restlessness inside for sure about um, not having this ability to have my old lifestyle that I'm that I have created for myself. So I have this inner restlessness that I'm like, Oh my God, cabin fever feeling right now. So, um, so let's talk know, about some of those. Let's talk about some of the things that can be done in the way that I've been managing the situation. Now, of course, unless you are a literal hermit, this is a bit of a different thing for, you know, even the most extreme introvert who at least typically might go out to, say, a comic book store and not talk to anyone, still going out and about. So things are changing. And I'm sure some introvert folks are struggling a little bit, but yeah, not as much as the extroverts. I mean, first of all, so if your work situation is now at home, how are you managing with your working at home. So I've been working at home for years and I'm pretty good at it. A lot of the folks I've talked to over the years have been like, wow, I don't know how you do that. I wouldn't have the self-discipline. And it's true. You do have to have a lot of self-discipline because you don't have that outside accountability of people, your boss looking over your shoulder. So for me, the thing that I've always done is I set. Yeah, how do you develop that? How do you, how do you, ha is that just like your innate trait? You just have no. an innate self-discipline or is this something you have cultivated for yourself over the years that you've been doing it? Well, yeah, I mean, I do have a bit of willpower that I've built up over the years through practice, but mostly it's, I set a schedule. 
So I have a literal schedule. So I do these 30-minute work sessions. I do a 30-minute session. Then I take a short break and do another 30-minute session, session and then take a longer break. And that's kind of what I do throughout my day. And so, 30, so you're kind of in these 30 minute increments. Yeah. And those work really well because let's be honest, um, for those who go to an office and you're, oh, I was there for eight hours. Did you really do eight hours of work? No, you probably no. did half of that. <laughs> if that. No, most people's productivity at work, two hours of BSing around the water cooler <laughs> right. is mi minimum per day. And the other six, it might be somewhat productive. Exactly. If that, I think that's even optimistic. There, there's a lot of people yeah. who, because I used to work in an office and then I started working at home and I realized that one day a week that I worked at home, I got more work done. And I was like, maybe there's something to this. But the other thing is, yeah, so you have to, you want to have these increments that are reasonable as well because these for me the 30 minute increments are okay 30 minutes is not so long that i'm going to get restless and distracted if i do i'm like well i wonder what's going on it's like no dude all you have is another 26 minutes it's all right keep going versus if you had a longer like two hour that's period really, yeah that's a really manageable time chunk 30 minutes yeah and you keep plowing away so it does add up now some people have trouble getting into work you know as in kind of just getting back into work. I don't tend to have that problem. So it, if that's your situation, maybe you want to have slightly longer. But there are a lot of studies that show that that's, you know, the human mind only focuses on things for so long and then, um, you know, goes beyond. But for me, sometimes, a lot of times I'm working, I'm like, oh, I'm writing a piece and then I'm like really into it. I don't want to stop. And the inclination is to not stop, but you have to stop. That's the beauty of it is you you build oh, up. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't it's the like habit, stopping. Though. I would just plow through. Right, but that's how you get the going. habit. You got to build the habit so you stop even when it's going well, because then Why? your brain, because then your brain gets used to that increment. So when it's hard, it has something to look forward to. And if you're really in the middle of something, then you take your short break, then you can get right back into it, and you're just kind of more excited. So it's almost a way to make you more excited about work. But yeah, you don't have to stop oh. in the middle of a sentence. But, and it depends, different people, you know, try different things, different things work for different people. Maybe your increment is 45 minutes, maybe you do an hour, who knows. But there are studies that show it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes is about the max. So that's just one way to work from home. And, and lots of things that you might not have thought you can do from home, you can like, you know, more virtual meetings. And mm -hmm. I have a writer's group thing that I had created and we had already moved over some of it to virtual meetings uh, several months ago because there were uh, moms with kids who couldn't make our in-person <laughs> meetings and I wanted them to be able to attend. So we've already been doing that and those are going really strongly. In fact, I have one in, uh, in about an hour. So you can do all the same work really from home. And I think people are going to start realizing how stupid it is to go at the same time as everyone else in your city to a building right. just to sit there and do the same thing on a computer, you know, depending on what your work is and then yeah, go home. From home. Yeah. So yeah. I think this will change stuff. I, I do think there's, there are going to be some big positives that come out of this COVID-19 19 thing. And one of them is the huge definite environmental positive impact that we're going to have in realizing we don't have to have this, reliance on fossil fuels for our vehicles and I mean we are shifting more towards electric vehicles anyways but um, I think it's just going to help 
that even more because I have gone to telehealth appointments with people. Mm -hmm. And while I do prefer, I will say I definitely still prefer in person. Right. There's just this energy, this sense of tangibility there Mm -hmm. that doesn't, you don't get from a video screen. But, um, it is, you can still see the person's facial expressions and, you know, hand gestures help with emphasizing certain things to get across a point. Um, but there's, there's, there's this energy dynamic exchange that is hard to replace through video, but it's better than a phone. I will say the video is better than phone for telehealth. Uh, from my own personal uh, opinion and experience. What's, but, what about uh, the case for clients, though? So you, you might prefer in-person, and yeah, no one's suggesting no one ever do in-person things again, just you know, mm-hmm. maybe not all the time, but do you find, because we have clients through Introvert Unbound, we do online coaching stuff, and that right. works just as well for I some have, stuff. I have done my own coaching and counseling through telehealth too Mm -hmm. and i do still prefer the in-person all the way around right but what about clients of yours and for my my clients my clients don't seem to have an issue with it (laughs) yeah um actually they they say it's cool they can you know it saves them commute time they they can wear sweatpants on the bottom half (laughs) that's what i'm doing yep uh and it's more comfortable a little bit. You can be in your own space. You have familiarity there, control, your things around you that you like. Definitely. Uh, the clients seem to like it, to be honest. And yeah. um, so I, I think it is a positive. And I think even after this COVID-19 pandemic, settles down i think i still might do telehealth to be honest and reduce help reduce some of the carbon emissions in the world um i might do one day where i go all the way you know 30 some miles away to my office but uh i think i might actually keep this telehealth thing and just you know but i think i'm going to get a few months of practice out of this pandemic and uh this was forced upon us. This was a really quick behavioral change that was forced upon almost all of us in some way or another, whether it was our work life or our social life. Somehow, I think we almost all got affected by this. Absolutely. So what are some other things that we can do to, you know, to ameliorate the negative impacts? And frankly, in my mind, all of these positive things that can come out of this situation. Yeah. Keeping those in mind, that's such a good point. Keeping the positives in mind about this, that has been helpful to me. Like, okay, we're helping the environment. That's a good one. Um, I don't have to drive 30 miles away anymore. That I like. Um, And kind of just reminding yourself of those things to be grateful for right now. Yeah, and it does. It puts things in perspective, and that's why... 
So I, something that I suggest and something that is really good for mental health that I've been doing for years that I actually credit with a lot of my own personal development over the years, which led me into coaching, is forms of meditation. And it doesn't have to be the traditional forms. It doesn't have to have any spirituality with it, but just some method where you're able to just, even if you, all you're doing is you're regulating your breath, that's a very calming thing for the body, but it has so many more so many more uh, positive repercussions than that. So there's all sorts of stuff, mindfulness out there. They have apps for it. I've never used an app. It seems sort of kind of silly. The thing that makes it the hardest for you to focus that you'd somehow use your phone to get you to focus. Uh, maybe it works, whatever works for you. I have, I have used those things. Mm -hmm. I have only found one that help is helpful yeah. and it's kind of just a visual cue for me okay. because it, it, it just does a thing where it just counts for you. It does the one, two, three, four with this circle expanding to mm. breathe, hold and then hold your breath and then, out two three four hold one two three four then breathe in one two three four so you see this visual circle kind of counting for you and i like for people who are visual i think that yeah app can be helpful that can be great whatever people want to use i mean the way i started it was literally i would meditate for one minute so all i'm doing is focusing on my breath as Ooh, best i, I like can that. one minute a day and that's how that i started so i like that that is so nice because that is so manageable and it's just as anyone. effective One because minute? well because here's the yeah. thing you don't i don't ever have a full solid minute even though i typically do 20 minute meditate i don't have a full solid minute where i'm really just focusing on my breath my mind is constantly going elsewhere and i'm bringing it back so if you can build up that one minute it's like kind of you doing just I one like curl that. properly you need to have that proper form before you do a bunch more curls you know oh, bicep like curls yeah. So meditation, I mean, it's huge because for somebody who has been anxious myself, just in general, and, you know, this sort of stuff definitely pushes my buttons. Um, mm -hmm. How it's is this calming. pushing your buttons, oh. even though you are such more of an extreme introvert? As you're saying, then probably me, but well, how is this pushing way, your buttons? The same way that it's pushing everyone's buttons, but, you know. How? I, Tell, give me some examples. Well, you know, in terms of just being neurotic in general and prone to anxiety, things that are difficult in the world are not not my favorite thing. And this is something I've been focusing so on the, and writing about for a while. But so we're not the, virus, the new stuff is triggering you, but what about the social stuff? How is yeah, any of that? I mean, yeah. So you know, I, I definitely wanna focus on the positive, but obviously there are challenges in terms of not being able to go out and, and meet people and hang out with people and go out to places as much. But is that bothering you like a restlessness or what would you say? Well, you're so I would, I would say that of, of course there, there's an element of that, but I still go on my weekly hike out to the mountains. None of that's changed. And hopefully that, that won't change anytime soon or at all. So I still get that out of my system and uh, I do all these other positive things. And frankly, the meditation t makes it so I don't need to go down negative pathways unless I want to. So when I find my mind going down a negative pathway, which if you go on social media right now, and I don't recommend it, that's all people are doing. And it's it's very harmful. In fact, I would well, say that everybody's everybody's hopped on the hysteria train choo-choo you but know it's, but it's pretty so, um it's very harmful and so that's why 
I want to focus on like, I, you know, I don't need to talk about the struggles I'm having. I'd, I'd be more interested in talking about the things that I'm doing well, to overcome the struggles. But all the things that yeah. people are worried about. Sure, I've been worried about them as well. But guess what I don't do is I don't deliberately spend all the time thinking about it, talking about it, obsessing over it. It's just not a helpful thing to do for any circumstance. And this is the time to practice not doing that. So then when the president says something stupid, you don't have to spend the next week and a half uh, writing about it on Twitter. You know, you can get your mind off of these obsessive tracks that so many of us tend to be on. I, I think, yeah, I think it is important from a mental health perspective to kind of let some of this out, let some of it process out. If you need to be OCD and like, cause I feel like this is helpful for me right now. I feel like I have been on social media far more and I'm not usually super political on Facebook, but this one has, the virus thing has gotten me posting a lot, a lot, lot. And I feel like it's been helpful in a way for me to like, process my shit. <laughs> like, well, but that's honest. the thing. And that's the thing, though, when you have a whole nation of people who are just venting negative, what Processing. it does is it, it creates more negativity and more fear. And it's not that people aren't going to do that. And I understand that. But 99 percent go away. It'll go away eventually. You have to let people air their like vent, just vent. That's yeah, what but everyone's it, doing but what right it, now. It's still only been a week of like recent, really recent. So this stuff is going to calm down. It will. But some people take longer than others to vent. And like you have to let them have that period of time. Oh, yeah. No one's vent. saying that people should be stopped from doing it. But knowing that a lot of the people who are doing it are, are acting as if here, here's some benefit thing I'm going to do. Really what it's doing is it's like when you see one member of the herd, so you see a, a herd of oh. deer and one of them starts getting nervous, the other ones start getting nervous too. And so what it does, it just kind of creates more nervousness amongst people. <laughs> and it's, it's not a helpful thing. Like if you're in a situation where you're afraid and you feel like just putting that out there, I mean, that, that's understandable. But my suggestion is you, you people write their crazy rants and then they delete it before they post it because it's not helping at all. So if you have something positive to post, you have something that can improve a situation, then by all means go. But the, the problem is people don't have healthy ways to cope with situations. And yeah, this one sucks, but frankly, it, it doesn't compare to things like war, things that are regularly happening to other people around the world that we don't have to deal with. So it's showing how soft we are and how unable we are to really control our own minds. So what I'm hoping to do is, you know, as somebody who has always struggled with these sorts of things and just somebody who used to be depressed and anxious, frankly, over nothing, realizing I need to get a little bit better control of my mind. And so some of the uh -huh. other things that I think are better than, right, you know, doing shit on social media, for instance, is like, read a damn book, you know, or listen to a book on tape or a podcast, not about this situation, you know, about something else. Like there will be a time when this is not something to obsess over. And so you have all this downtime now. Why not take advantage of like, oh, you know what? I've been meaning to, um, you know, read about the Industrial Revolution. That's a terrible, boring example. And I don't care about that either. But whatever your topic is that you've been putting off for all this time, 
Now is the time to start doing that stuff. But instead, people are like, no, 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 I have to constantly follow every aspect of the news, accurate or not, or relevant or contextualized or not. And, oh, I have to say all this stuff. And it's like, if that's what you're going to do, fine. But you're really wasting a lot of valuable time. Um, you're not going to have this time yeah. again. So, right. I mean, hopefully that's not. That's a good point. This I mean, we might. Gonna <laughs> last. There might this be. This going to last forever there might be future pandemics so this might be a thing that we do start having to get used to so prepare for it a little better and that's why i'm not coming at this from some like a sage or anything like that like i have everything together but because i have literally been working on these aspects of myself um, because i've i've um saw the curve of this i kind of got my peak of my anxiety over with about a month ago and now i'm seeing the rest of the yes. world flipping so, out so yes, i'm trying to speak it so you might if you do the right things i'm, I'm delayed behind you by a month well everyone else is too but here's the thing so that's why i feel like i do have some advice to offer of like do you want to get into a calmer headspace it's like well that these are the things to not do because i was doing all of those things initially not venting to people but i was obsessing over and then i started realizing how does this what am i even learning I, from this nothing well i'm not yeah that's good see you're kind of like italy of italy versus the u.s the italy <laughs> you know italy has already gone through what we're about to hit you know well, you so don't okay so even advice. something like that you don't so even statements like that are, are not well informed and and the we, why we stop we are dealing with things far in advance of the, what italy dealt with so the so that right away that kind of that's a negative thinking thing based on no evidence to assume that the exact same thing that's going on in a particular place would go on in a completely different place. So that's an unhelpful, that's an unhelpful wait, thought that you wait, can't do wait, anything wait, about. On. Hang on. So you're saying that what has happened in Italy is not going to happen in we the don't, U.S.? We don't know. And it's a waste of time to prognosticate all sorts of specific things. We're doing what we can. We do the things that we know we need to do. There needs to be, you know, government things and then things that we're doing individually and things that businesses are doing. And then we move on to other things. And for the health of our mental health and the health of the nation, it's to not just go around. Oh, did you know that this is what's going to happen here, too? It's like everyone has been wrong about pretty much everything thus far. So I, I think what people what people are searching for right now is kind of this thing that information helps them feel more empowered yeah. and they're searching it out right now. And that like, work. that's what I am doing. That that's how's that working for you? Coming. How's that working? I'm for actually you? cool with it right now. Cause normally I don't pay any attention to the news. So I'm kind of like, well, the only thing that's right really now, right. Well, things are very, kind of, well, things are not I, very good in Italy right now. So to make that, well, parallel is not no, helpful not, but the parallel like, to make is china because that was the place that had it really bad and they had no preparation for it and it's one of the most densely yeah. populated places in the world and um, their cases have gone down to next to no new cases so that's mm -hmm. that's the future of this if people yeah uh, so I agree. so talking I agree. about all the other negative stuff especially so i've been reading and researching on stuff um, for many years, and I find 99% of people's comments on it are are really irrelevant. And most journalists, as somebody who is in the media, they don't really understand issues in terms of context either. Mostly what the media is doing right now, as they did during the 
the swine flu, the H1N1 in 2009, is they realize they finally got your attention. So now they're getting clicks for once in their lives. And so they're just going to keep you hooked. So break your addiction to that. Pay attention once it in a while to what's addiction. useful. It is totally So let's talk about some other things. So let's use an example of it right now instead of obsessing over those things and some other ways. And that's what meditation does. It allows you to pull away from that sort of stuff. But some other things to do. So you talked about going to the gym. I can't go to the gym right now. And um, yeah, gyms are pretty gross to begin with. <laughs> like They're definitely pretty gross. Um, I've never loved going to gyms just because the music is so loud. And frankly, there's a lot of people there that are just not, not my favorite people, but there are certain exercises and machines that I benefit from. I do have uh, weights at home and other things. So what I've been doing personally, I still am working out as much as I had before. Um, I am just doing different body weight exercises. So instead of a lot of uh, specific weight training, it's pull-ups, chin-ups, push-ups, all that stuff is actually just as more difficult than, um, you know, doing curls and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's one example. I mean, yeah, you have to still be exercising. I think that keeps, keeps your somewhat stable. I have not, and I'm wondering if this is affecting my mental health right now. I have not driven in a week. I have not been farther than how far my own legs can carry me. Yeah. And that's been a hard exercise for me. I'm wondering if that lack of like, like just feeling of confinement in a way. Cause I've, I mean, you know, because th- I'm wondering if that is also like dr- more the feeling where I'm coming from of this feeling bonkers right now, just kind of bouncing. Could be. Off the I mean, walls. people are people are addicted to their cars and driving. So I live in this uh, place that's close to this alley, and um, so I see how often people are just driving to nowhere, back and forth, back and forth all I day. Know. So that's we, we have. I people mean, are addicted this is to that. All- this whole thing is highlighting all of our addictions that yeah, we have. Just like, unnecessary behaviors. So, so, I mean, yeah, I go for my weekly drive out to the mountain. I mean, nothing's stopping you from driving out. Well, today we have a blizzard, so don't go out right. to the mountains today. But I you know. know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think most driving that most people do that actually increases their stress. You know, particularly if you're in rush hour. Oh my God, that mm-hmm. is terrible. But if you're right, avoiding right. that, you know, nothing, there's no reason you can't, if you feel like just going for a drive, you can go for a drive if you want to. Uh, I know. No, no one's stopping you. But I would say going outside and having genuine, so if you're inside, exercise, that's fine. But, you know, going out for a hike, uh, there are some places in the country, I believe, where you're not supposed to leave your property, in, in which case, you know, then other things to do inside. And there, there's a million things. I mean, there's all these videos online that can show you how to do every sort of weird exercise that you want to do. Something I've been doing a lot more of, mostly for just back pain stuff, because I've had some ongoing back pain and limited flexibility and whatnot, is yoga. And again, that doesn't have to be some spiritual hippy-dippy kind of thing. Um, it's just these are poses for your body to help uh reduce inflammation and to that's stretch what out I your... do. I just stretch. I use my foam roller and that's, I call it that's stretching. Good. Yeah. No, foam roller is like great yo- too. I don't like yoga because it's so, it's so cliche now. So I just call it stretching <laughs> and I, that sits better with me. That's fine. I, and there, I there like, are different I do kinds. like the yoga 
stuff, but I don't like the cliche whatever around it now because it's right. so over whatever, you know, you'd, oh, I don't know, overplayed, like kind of like those Carrie Underwood songs on the radio, but. Sure. Um, the question is, though, is is it effective? And I found it to be extremely effective for back pain stuff. So I don't care. I don't oh, wear good. the clothes. I don't go out to classes. Uh, even I was, I went to a couple over the last year. I do it from home. So yeah, I don't do it to be a part of some click. I do it because it works. And yeah, yeah I think a lot of men particularly d- don't think they like it. But frankly, a lot of elite athletes do yoga and yeah, you'd call it stretching or whatever. Um, there's just so many different kinds, but it's a, it's a huge stress relief and it does tie in the What's a bit different from it? So if if you're just oh, I'm just stretching here, I am just doing stuff. My mom's wandering versus no, I'm doing yoga. I'm doing a practice, and I'm going to focus on my breath right now. I'm going to focus on the feel in my legs. It's kind of part of that mind body connection thing, and then you're bringing mm-hmm. your breath to it. So we can add when I started doing more regular yoga instead of just what I would consider just stretches to get over with. I actually really started to improve the postures and it's really helped me a lot more physically so yeah it's it's something to think about it but um other things yeah exercise is key though you should always be exercising just you know whatever it is and there's lots of simple stuff you can do you don't have to pay twenty dollars right now i'm like so i'm moving right now as i'm talking to you yeah i'm like i'm like just kind of just moving back and forth i'm always i love movement i do feel like movement is so helpful though being able to be still when you need to be still and then moving yeah. when you need to move is key. Yeah, so some yeah. other stuff that's really great is a lot of people are always uh, going out to eat and stuff like that. It's focus a bit more on cooking. Like I always cook. That's always what I'm doing. I'm always cooking these great meals because I'm at home in between my work sessions. So it's time to focus a little more on cooking. People probably okay. all have their food because they bought way too much of it and impacted the supply chain with their panic buying. But so there's still plenty of food out there, people. You don't have to. You, the funny thing about that panic buying thing is people are like, oh, my God, there's not going to be food. And so then they create a situation where there isn't enough food. So it's stupid. Right. That um, makes sense. I bought all yeah. my stuff months ago. And uh, so I I didn't even go shopping this last week. I'm like, let me not put an extra strain on the system and people will calm down a little bit. Um, yeah. But cooking, taking advantage of that, like doing cleaning. So I'll admit that I actually have had a cleaner come to my house once a month to help out because I'm just like, I don't can't have don't make the time for that. But I've been doing more of my own cleaning and um, doing things that I probably should have done a while ago and, uh, you know, doing some cleaning, you know, not in an obsessive way because, oh, they're germs, but just, you know, do it almost like it is a meditative practice and keep up on stuff. It's like if you're at home and you're not doing anything and then. All of your excuses to not do stuff melt away. They're all gone. So get your stuff together. And yeah, like if you can't clean your basic space, it's going to be hard for you to clean, you know, things in your brain. So you don't have to be OCD about it. But, you know, I've never I didn't even have a vacuum in my house. And then I bought a vacuum and I'm like, you know, what? I don't actually mind vacuuming and I don't need to do it all the time. I'm not tracking dirt in, but still dust and then vacuum. Mm -hmm. So that's that's mm-hmm. an important thing. Keep up on your cleaning, you know. Nice. Um, organizing, like organizing stuff. Just um, who who among us doesn't have drawers and closets that are just full of crap? Um, you know. All right, I have all these extra shirts. Put them in a pile and uh, 
get ready to donate those extra clothes that you don't need all, all this stuff that we've been putting off it's like it's like a spring cleaning kind of thing so that's yeah. that's a positive thing or buying stocks when the when the daily <laughs> crashes happen just pick up all that extra I can't advise anyone on financial stuff. I don't, I can't make a comment on that, but, uh, there's no other time I'm going to be able to afford Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. You can, uh, you can buy stocks that are cheaper than, than normal. That is true. Um, Oh yeah. Didn't it go up today? The stock market. It's like on a freaking roller coaster right now. I haven't been following it as much. All but, of mine crashed and, but it's hard. I mean, I don't know if others of you guys out there are like experiencing people that you surround yourself with who are panicking and that totally affects you. That's like rubbing off on you. And that's why For it's me, important to, it's to build up rubbing off on me. And that's why it's important to build it, up that inner strength. And so you don't contribute to that. And then you're not as susceptible to that. But it's hard when they are, forces to be reckoned with that i will say that of course it is when when, when you have someone now and then you're like stuck living with them and trapped with them and you can't avoid them that adds a whole other element yep so that, all you can do is put out you know so all you can do is put out positive stuff you know on my facebook um i don't post a lot but instead of just nonsense all the time like what everyone else is doing uh, i'll post a positive thing that you know may or may not be relevant and you know, that's just, instead of, you know, I even thought about putting out something, hey, you people are being all negative, but even that is a negative thing. So why don't I just model mm -hmm. a positive thing and just starting putting, and I noticed people are liking that. Oh, like they're like, you, you have something else to they, talk about. They'll like it when they're ready to like it too. But some, I feel like it's still so soon in this that people might not be receptive to the positivity yet. Because like, they don't even have to I'm be. in counseling, like, in a therapy session, people do want to get to the positive, I feel like, but they have to do it in their own time. And everybody's timeline is going to be so different for this, how they want, how they process through this. What, what, like people, some people are like, come on, let's just move forward, guys. Let's be positive, like the next day. And some people are like, I need a freaking month to vent about yeah. this. some people need years like that's where it gets you know yeah no one is not years, to shame like, people but if you right, have yeah, this shame, the reserve no. if you have the reserve of strength to improve it so i mean it's a situation where it's like you're out in the wilderness i've spent a lot of time in the wilderness and let's say somebody gets hurt so there's the person who just gives up and like cries on the side of the thing all right you know you don't you don't have to you know attack them or anything but they're not they're not helpful they're they're a drain right. and they're a burden and this isn't to say that if you are suffering that you shouldn't be suffering or whatnot but there is a something to be said for being able to build up your worthwhile reserves and move forward with stuff and acknowledge how things are and frankly not make things worse than they are. So right now in the United States, there is no reason for people to be um, acting as if they're in the midst of terrible turmoil because that's not really the case. So it's it's adding to all this. So, yeah, people are going to oh, freak yeah. out. But how what can we do? to improve it for ourselves. So the question is, sure, you vent for a little bit, but at what point does that just become a, a pattern? And we know people who just have negative thinking, it's not like they're like, oh, now I'm done. It's, it's a forever pattern that they establish. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But so I don't, I'm not going on to other people's page. I'm like, you idiot, blah, blah. I'm, I'm not reading their stuff. 
and then I'm just kind of trying to put out my positive, my positive stuff. And what about the people that you disagree with that like are not staying at home and you want, don't you feel like compelled to like tell them like, what are you doing? Well, the reality is, yeah, sure. That can be a worthwhile thing if, if you know them personally or something like that. Um, I literally made one post about that cause I saw, cause it was a poll that you had created and it showed these people who were not staying home. And I, I, uh, did, I know I'm, but here's the thing. You're not going to reach people that you don't know. And just as somebody who is a veteran of debate on the internet, I've learned 99% of it is an absolute waste of time and something like where people say, Oh, if you don't do this, I'm going to unfriend you. Well, that's the number one way to not get anything to change. It's like, no, stay friends with the person. You can unfollow. I've unfollowed almost everyone on Facebook over the Mm -hmm. years just because no one has anything um, really that worthwhile to say. I I think I started World War III with my own family over something I posted recently. Literally, yeah, I got – it got it got ugly. This this is yeah. Anyway, which I'm is why to... it's not really like a, a valuable thing, and it doesn't really um. That's not how it works. But no, people that you know, you can personally comment on. But no, it's it's not usually that that helpful. I mean, right? Because it devolves into name calling. I mean, when it gets to that level, it's just like you're a meanie. You're a blah blah blah. It just that that becomes pointless, but there can be productive discussions out of this, you know, and some people just like the art of verbal jousting and just that they feel like it's doing something. It feels better to do something than nothing. So, yeah, productivity is important, but I found that, yeah, people aren't really interested in having discussions about ideas. It's just about here's what I think based on usually not good evidence and I'm emotionally invested in it and you're a bad person for believing it. So that's why I spend more time these days kind of creating platforms and putting out information. And if people want to comment on that, I definitely want to interact. But just like individually, some person says something. I mean, you can spend hours just responding to individual comments to one person who that one person sees, or you can put out something that hundreds or thousands or more people would see, or even if it's just dozens, that's way more useful. So it's amazing. Like Facebook is just like a waste of almost everyone's just writing. I mean, some ways you can use social media useful, but if you're like just typing these super long comments that like really no one's seeing, it's not, it's not that valuable. It's, it's, you Mm -hmm. know, it's worth, but let's talk a little bit about, so what is, and then we'll finish up in a minute, but what is online dating like right now? What is the dating world like right now? And oh, my God. Well, I had a date last night. Well, if you can call it a date, but a phone call yeah. with a guy at 2.30 a.m. Well, that's uh, like so, a booty call, a literal booty call. Yeah, but no one was going anywhere. <laughs> so that was not happening for real. Well, so but, as a woman you know, do you like the idea of having more potential I, phone calls to get to know people before meeting yeah, them? Yeah, I like it. I like it. And I like the fact that I can't meet up with these guys and I'm seeing who's actually interested in talking to me. Well, and, yeah. Yeah. Who, who, then, they're like, oh, if I can't have instant gratification, you know, yeah. and that's what we always advise, you know, to, to women is like, well, if somebody is interested in you, they'll, they'll maintain a little bit of effort. 
not saying to yes. tease people or to string them along or anything I like, like that. But guys, though, I um, have to admit it, I do. I, well, I, I think a lot of women do. That. That's why we teach an introvert unbound how to deal with that and how to know whether it's she's just being um, coy or she's just using you for attention. But um, yeah, so personally, I I have been seeing somebody. Um, but we haven't been meeting up. She just doesn't have the time and it's probably not, you, you can probably still meet people, but we don't encourage that. And you probably shouldn't right now, but I'm um, doing some Skype dates and talking on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, this is the most I've talked on the phone to women, um, in, in a while, I have to say. I think it's going to be good. I hope we get back to more phone calls than texting with people, to be honest. I doubt because it. <laughs> I doubt it's going to last don't. very long now. Well, yeah, it probably won't last very long, but I hope. I, I think mean, some people will be trying on some patterns that they're like, you know what? This is kind of a good thing, and it, which isn't to say, oh, there needs to be tons of pre in advance. But there, I've gone on dates with women, and some of them want to talk to me on the phone. Uh, some of them want to Skype in First? advance. Yeah. Really? And it's, oh, do you, yeah. Do you always agree to that? I've typically agreed. I don't see why not. And frankly, it's useful for me, too, because I, I don't want to waste my time. Um you know, in terms of, you know, frankly, not everyone's photo looks like they actually do. And so on Skype, it's harder to harder to hide that. And then I can tell a little bit about them by talking on the phone. I think, yeah, for women, it's, you know, you can play out whether the dude is somebody who you might feel uncomfortable with or not. And I think that's a wise thing. Um, there is I don't want to do a Skype video call mm -hmm. first because... I don't want to have to do my hair yeah, unless that's I fair. really have to. No, that's totally fair. And actually, yeah, that the woman I was seeing, she she is um put turned a couple of them into calls because she's like, "Oh, I look terrible right now." <laughs> so, uh but I've already yeah, seen her in real a lot life. Of effort so. into doing a video call, it's the same amount of work as meeting in person. It's a good except point. Except travel. Well, there. for some of us, I mean, I don't. I just put on a guys shirt. don't have to do anything. You just wipe well, your fingers through your hair and you're good. Well, for those of us who have hair, but yeah, for those who have hair. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't even do that, <laughs> and then you're. <laughs> yep. It's nope, true. Nope, no, no, we put in plenty. Believe me, we men put in plenty into the dating world, as you know. But uh, yeah, different things, and so that's understandable. So a woman's like, all right, so I gotta, you know, put all this time into hair and makeup to see you on a video. Well, that's why phone calls yeah. are great. And but at the same time, yeah. there are there are a lot of people who do use those dating apps as a way to never meet up with people, and that's annoying too. But I guess right now people won't know. On Bumble, they just added a call feature. Did you know that? I think it just happened. So I cannot call people I think people it's, been, it's been there for a little bit. It's been there for a little bit. Without giving them your number first. Yeah, but it makes sense. It, guys always want to get your number. It's like, we're, it's like hmm. let's, let's chat. I'm like, we are chatting. Because it's, it's like, like the next, number. it's the next stage, right? So it's like a personal kind of thing. And some people... Some women feel comfortable with that, and sometimes it's a good idea, but some women don't. And that's the nice thing about the Bumble call is that you don't have to give out your personal phone number to do yeah. that. Well, to me, it's same diff, same diff, different yeah. app. It's but more like, like the, well, like, here's the other so thing. It's like, it's so much easier. I'm like, no, it's the same. Well, it's not 
here's the here's the issue is because as you know women are juggling all of these this interest on online and then they just forget about them and they don't follow up with them unless it's like unless it's the most recent message and then like that's the guy they go out with so this is an opportunity for to get kind of higher in the hierarchy you're like oh i actually have her on this app now and so you know instead of just on this he actually made it to my texting to my phone number and blah 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 so i i think it can be uh, a worthwhile thing i usually feel it out just to see i'm like here's my number if you want to contact me so that way she has the choice and so if she's uncomfortable i don't put her on the spot but she still has the Mm -hmm. opportunity because i do think it's better and i don't like like pulling up the app every time i'm like oh i'm running late you know i don't want to have to pull up a dumb app for that i just want that to be a text to me But I understand that. Well, I like giving them the option and then, but I do like exchanging numbers if you're going to actually meet up. Yeah, I agree. And so now is a great time where people can work on their online dating stuff. And it just so happens that Regina and I do offer some services. Um, You know, we're not doing the photo in person stuff right now, but the creating the profile and talking about how to message and things like that. That's something that's available on an introvert com. So you can go to the website and that is something we can create your um, profile. That'll make you stand out from 90% of the public. Yeah. So, and eventually this thing is going to end and you're going to have to get back yep. into the, into the world as you have been so effortlessly avoiding and still can. Right. Um, so prepare but, now. Get your duck. Get your ducks in a row, right? Yes, I like it. Get I your like ducks it. in a row. And we have other. Like, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, kind of like what you were saying. Like clean out your closets. Like this is the ch- chance. This is the when out. When is the next pandemic gonna happen? It's probably <laughs> gonna be a while, right? So we gotta we gotta <laughs> use this time wisely. I like how you said that earlier. Yeah. So I, it's yeah. I like how you actually put that you know, clean out your closets just in, in every way, you know, metaphorically speaking. And we Mm -hmm. do, so we also do other forms of work with folks on everything from Myers-Briggs to just working on yourself and your dating life and just who you are as an introvert and things like that. So we have the online strategy sessions are on introvertunbound.com with either Regina or myself. And it just so happens right now, we do have a plague sale of 30% off because we're shifting everything over to online for right now. So if you're listening to this and you want to discuss your situation, how to maximize being an introvert now, forever, whatever, um, Go to our website and sign vi- up with and you us. You want a video session with me, yours truly, and have yep. me do your do my hair for you. Exactly. Got to sign up for the video session. Regina will do her hair for you. I I won't do much except maybe put on a, a shirt for you, but um, <laughs> I'll be there otherwise. But um, yeah, and let's and let's conclude this by talking about something that you had a concern you had, Regina, about. Um, you know, speak to it a little more, and then I'll I'll, I'll give you what my response was at the time, but. Um, you said, you know, I spent all this time building up my ability to go out and meet with people, and now I'm yeah. afraid. I'm, so, what, tell me what your what your concerns. I was tell everyone. I'm gonna like lose it, and it's gonna like I'm gonna like have to have to like struggle to get it back. Cause mm-hmm. like I mean, like I worked for years to get myself to a point where I really wanted to be socially with things, and yeah. like I 
you know, had maintained this comfortability and I was worried I was going to lose my, this work, this hard, hard work that I had done to overcome my social anxiety. And it's going to come back with my inability to practice it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So that was your concern. And my response to that, and because, you know, I thought about that myself is this. So yeah, right now, there, you know, you don't have the opportunities to do the in-person socializing. You shouldn't at least. Um, so what you need to do is you can keep things going, right? So there are definitely ways to keep things going. And that's everything from making phone calls with people and treating every conversation that you're in as, you know, a way to assertively express yourself to best communicate thoughts on your mind. You can do all sorts of things where if you have trouble, if you're somebody who has trouble in conversations, you know, be it dating or otherwise, you can work on these different mind game sort of drills or like ABCD where you go through the alphabet for a particular topic like bands and then you, you know, rattle off like ACDC, bad company, cream, things like that. So all these things you can do to practice in the meantime, you know, talk to us as, as uh, coaches. But here's, here's the good news for folks like Regina who are worried you're going to lose all your stuff. Um, so in terms of working out, right? So let's say you're working on um, doing bicep curls or something like that. And you got to the point where oh, biceps are, okay, cool. This, things are at this level that I like. And then for whatever reason, you have an injury and you can't do biceps curls for a couple months. You know, you start thinking, oh man, my muscles are going to shrink. It's like, well, guess what? They're, they'll probably shrink a little bit. But when you get back into things, and this is all proven by science and anyone who has really worked out much, is like once you get back into things, you bounce back because your body has faster. this. Yeah, it bounced back faster, exactly, because your body has this baseline. So if you had built up your musculature to a certain level, even if you shrink it down, you know, assuming you're not elderly or ailing or something like that, you are going to be able to bounce back a lot quicker. So the case with mm -hmm. socializing, if you have been working on this or if you're working on this at home, then when you go out again, it might take a little bit to get back into the swing of things, but it's not going to take that long. But for those who are mm -hmm. just going to treat this as, eh, whatever, I'm just going to watch TV the whole time and not prepare for any reemergence, yeah, it will be a lot harder on you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. But you stay busy. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I do, and I was thinking about that. That was pretty helpful because I know you and I talked about that earlier. You told me that same thing, and I think that was very, very helpful in helping me remind myself. Yeah, it is probably going to just take me a little bit to hop back on that bicycle. Yeah, I mean, not that long though. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm probably over exaggerating it in my mind. Yeah. I think I'll be actually okay within like five minutes, but probably. And you'll I be so like, looking forward to it that you'll just be yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna make up for some lost time, man. I might end up in jail or something. <laughs> well, don't do that. And now is a good time for introspection, and because I think that's ultimately. You know, what, what introverts, because we were giving very specific instances, but what introverts can teach extroverts is just like the ability to just be and to just sit with yourself. And I think at the heart of a lot of extroversion is just that inability to just want to reflect because it's like we want to run away from ourselves. And if it's if we're trying to run away from ourselves and always distract ourselves, we have to ask ourselves why. And it's probably because That's we haven't addressed we haven't addressed things inside of ourselves. I mean, plenty of introverts have a lot of those same issues, no question. But 
that's a good point. And I don't know if it is always running away for extroverts. No, I don't, I don't think it's always. It could be partly an addiction, too. I think part right. of this right. restlessness I have now was my addiction to socializing. I became on, like, I flip-flopped. I really did. Like, I think I have an addiction because I'm having some withdrawals right now. Like, this is, like... Really, I'm feeling it. This is hard, hard, it's, hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to the I point had where the level of yeah. an addiction to socializing Which, and the idea of yeah. FOMO, the feeling like you're missing out. Oh, I forget what that. There was some Instagram hashtag. I fear think they called it FOMO. Out. Yeah, fear yeah, of, fear of out. missing out. So, yeah, yeah I there's that that addiction thing. You're gonna miss out on something socially. And, uh, I think I, yeah, went from extreme. I was an extreme introvert too. And I went to flip-flop extreme extrovert and learned and I became that. And that was my persona now. And that's, I like it. I like, I like that level of socializing. Um, but also there's also a restlessness too with that when I can't have it to the same level that I really want it to be at. And maybe it's also a matter of quantity over quality. So, I mean, I'm somebody who has been the extreme introvert. Then I did get very used to socializing and I I would feel weird when I didn't, but only because I'm like, oh, I should be out on Friday and here. I. But now when I'm like, oh, you're not supposed to go out, it's pretty easy for me. But I think the idea with a lot of extroverts is that, yeah, they're always they're obsessed with the quantity uh, rather than the quality of the interaction. So it's like, I got to date all these different people because I just want to go on a date versus, Oh, I'm going to go on the date with the right person. So maybe that's what will happen. I think it was, I think it's the Mm -hmm. idea of this swipe left culture. Like, Oh, there's, there's going to be someone new. It's going to be someone better. I need more quantity because we have endless quantity now on dating apps, swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. But like, it's not, quality you're looking at you're looking at pictures and quantity of pictures or people when you're out yeah i agree there's something a lot deeper maybe we could do a whole other podcast on that like the quantity versus quality of social interaction yeah and what and i think most introverted folks tend towards the more quality over quantity not not all of them not to paint them all with Mm -hmm. the same brush but that's something that um is i think a lesson people are going to learn right now. And uh, I mean, who, who's to say, yeah. but hopefully yes, so. I like that. Hopefully I like so. That because I do agree. I think people are going to focus on quality of interactions with whoever they're able to talk to now versus, yeah. Oh, Oh, next best thing. Next best thing. Well, Cause maybe. you're not meeting people anyway. So, or, or it could be the total opposite and people are just going to be like, cool. Now I can just talk to hundreds of people cause it, it validates yeah. me and makes me feel good. But, um, <laughs> Who there knows? still is the dating app swipe left thing. There's, but anyway, yeah, yeah, that's we have issue. hit our limit on this call, I think. So yeah, that's what we're going to uh, talk. Which we, we definitely need a part two for this, clearly. So we might follow yeah. up on it. And uh, yeah, so we will talk to you all later. And everyone stay well and do what you're supposed to do. Okay. Yep. See ya. Thanks for listening. Check out introvertunbound.com. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you got something out of the latest podcast. And if you'd like to keep up on future episodes, be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, or wherever else you found us. If you want to go a bit deeper, 
please go to introvertunbound.com and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter. And if you're serious about developing a more fulfilling social, dating, and professional life, email me at west at introvertunbound.com for your free 20-minute zero-obligation online consult where we'll come up with a game plan for you to leverage your strengths, overcome your obstacles, and become the Introvert Unbound.